And, and I was kind of telling that to Nicole. I was like, all he did was threaten her. And she gets up. She's like, look me in the eyes and say that one more time. I'm like, all he did was threaten a little girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I hear it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to use that for my intro, Javier. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up? My nerd. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Appreciate you help growing the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website and sign up for our email list for exclusive content and updates. This is our review of the Netflix original Serious Men. It was released October 2nd, 2020. It was written by Niran Bhatt, based on the novel of the same name by Manu Joseph. I'm sorry when I butcher these names, but it's going to happen. It stars Nawazuddin Siddiqui, Akshat Das, Indira Tiwari, Nassar, Shweta Basu Prasad, and Sanjay Narvakar. I know those are completely wrong, so forgive me for that. But That's pretty good. I tried. This movie is about a man tormented with his underprivileged societal status, and he capitalizes on his son's newfound fame as a boy genius. Little does he realize that the secret he harbors will destroy the very thing he loves most. All right, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, go ahead, pause here, follow the link to our YouTube channel that's in the show notes, and watch our spoiler-free review. Then after you watch the movie, come back and join us where you left off. Now, if you don't care about spoilers, hang out, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. With that said, let's jump right in, guys. I thought I wasn't going to like this movie, and then I thought it was going to be funnier than it was, because it wasn't what I thought it was after uh, all. It wasn't really, wasn't really it was that funny. Fun, I cannot deal with you primitive minds. Okay, Love that. that. Hilarious. <laughs> I want to. I'm gonna say that whenever I talk to anyone now. I know it's gonna be my new go-to when I don't want to talk to someone and people are saying something like, "I can't deal with you primitive minds," and <laughs> just walk the fuck away. <laughs> Everyone, my, how does this movie start again? Uh, that's what I'm a little fuzzy on. It starts in India. Um, oh, thank you. Like exactly <laughs> how it starts. Does it start in the classroom? No, no it, it starts, starts with them having starts in the bedroom. Yeah, having sex. Oh, right, sneaking in the first class cabin, baby. Yeah, they had to show Adi getting made since that's the, what this the story revolves around. Could have done without that. Although they they kept it very PG, so I respect that. There was a couple yeah. scenes like that. There was like a noisy scene where they were in the slum yeah. and you could hear someone going at it in another apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it, it was like. This apartment complex I was almost lived in in Provo, BYU. That the one of the things on like the comment board was you can hear lots of people having sex because it was like new married housing, and Eesh. I I rabbits. didn't stay there because <laughs> the oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that would be okay. So I've lived in a couple of apartments in places where you can hear all that stuff. Like there was one apartment in Ohio that I lived in that it was disturbing. Like the second night I was there, I was like for real. Like this is frightening. Like that was like that's angry sex like that's not like that's not that's not normal sex like that's that's angry sex right there and so and i've been there and done that but i would hate to live in a byu married newly married dorm like that would be the worst no but you don't hear angry sex you just hear a lot of squeaking well yeah but you hear so much sex because you know all these pent-up return missionaries are going i get to have sex yeah i'm just saying that they're not loud 
you know, you just hear the bed like that's burr, fair. Burr, 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 you know, they haven't, they haven't figured out that whole. That's what you think, Javier. We, we don't. The the uh, comment board literally said very noisy people, but yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm. I'm just saying that's a Mormon dude saying I hear people having loud sex. You know, if if JJ had meant put a comment and like they're having loud, angry revenge sex, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably out of control. I don't know if they're. <laughs> oh man, how the hell did we get? A... Oh, I know how we got this topic because we were talking about sex in the listening but to sex in an Indian slum. They had that scene, and then didn't they jump to? Uh, maybe I'm jumping way ahead here, but the next thing that I remember is they were trying to get Addy in like a good school. Well, you did skip oh, a little because there's the part where there, well there's the part where she was she hadn't he hadn't been born yet she was just pregnant and they went to he snuck her into this hotel oh yeah, yeah saying yeah. that they were rich and that they were at the pool then they had she had the baby poolside she had Addie poolside and then it cuts to i said i said 702 not 602 yeah i was like that's quick he that's where he gave us his theory his four generation theory yes right oh that's it that's important mm-hmm. yeah it is important first generation he says are like laborers right the second generation, you're able to become educated. Third generation, you're able to put your kids into like the best schools. And by the fourth generation, you don't have to like struggle for your livelihood. I'm not sure Sit I agree with, with that theory. <laughs> I, like, I would love to be the fourth generation. I don't know. I don't think that's our good. I don't think that theory is true, but that's his theory. Well, if you come from Jeff Bezos's generation of line, then after the what third generation, you'll just do whatever you want. Shit, second generation following second, him. Is gonna yeah, do following him. Yeah. I, I think in America, that's certainly not true, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, if coming from not understanding again yeah. the you know okay. the politics or the how it works in India because I know I did some research and I know it was not very long ago and they talk about this in the movie where the caste system is not more or less it's not what it used to be meaning it's not the all important way that everyone their structure is there but that was that way for a very 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 long time and so there that may be basis where it's coming from so I'd be interested to know how true that is but I just found it interesting to say you know fourth generation just sit around and do nothing like that's a, that's pretty much what he was saying you don't have to work to have your life be what you want it sounds very nice but it certainly showed that theory certainly showed his desire to move to a different life and want that specifically for a son and he had given up on himself i'm 2g i know where i'm at i'm second generation my son has the ability to be educated and make a life for himself so that his child can be fourth generation so i you'd start to see his ambition for his for his kid, for Addy at that point. So one of the guys I like in this movie is once we got to the part where they fast forwarded six years later and then they were looking for a good school for Addy's, he had to get that recommendation from his just douche nozzle give a boss. Oh, yeah. And I, mean, I and I, I think that, I mean I I got I haven't had a boss that's just been that blatant in a dick. And honestly I've been pretty blessed in that regard. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, a lot of our listeners that can relate to just someone that just gives two fl- doesn't give two flying Fs about them. And I don't know if that's more indicative of Indian culture and how bosses treat employees, but man, that was brutal. They were mean. I don't know. Like I have a feeling that like American workers were treated that way, like during the like uh industrial revolution and like all of like like that where employees are a dime a dozen man like if you don't like it i'll go find another one so i don't know if that's strictly indian but i do know that i strictly do not like that 
<laughs> well, it was certainly true at certain times in America, especially like during the, you know, you, you mentioned the Industrial Revolution every year, but also during the, the Great Depression. These guys, especially like Boston, New York, these port towns, they would go to the ports, they would go and work the docks practically for free, like pennies on the dollar for what you know, normal dock workers would have made before the depression. And they used to stand at a gate, this giant fence and the bosses or, you know, the foreman would let them in. They would point to certain, a handful of people. There'd be a hundred people at the gate. They'd point at six or seven people say, okay, you can come in and they would get to unload these ships or these crates of whatever goods they were bringing and they could treat them like shit. So during those times, and this may be where they're at, especially in, you know, depending on where you're at in the Indian culture, it may be one of those things where we can find anybody because everyone needs work. They have to work. It's not like you can say, oh, fuck this job. I'm going to go find a new one. You need whatever work you can get. And you could see kind of in a later on in this movie where the dad goes off on the neighbor or his coworker that also works a neighbor that at the same pace and he threatens mm-hmm. his job, right? Keep this secret or I will get your ass fired. And you could see he shut up quick. Like he left it alone because he needs that job. And in that kind of environment where you have to have a job in order to support your family to live, you'll take a rash of beatings and the boss knows they can treat you however they want because what are you going to do about it, right? You need the job. You're going to take your beatings and then do whatever they say. And it's unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way. But in a lot of cultures and countries and you know, at a time during in the United States, it was that way. It's certainly not that way now. Someone treated someone like that in America, oh my God, that company would be sued. I would yeah. be naming, renaming that JJ's company. <laughs> yeah. So. Now we're now we're way more covert about it. We pay people less than they should. We don't give them FMLA leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it used to be. It's different, right? I mean, now you get a lot of perks you didn't. But those are the things that they get you with. Eh, we're not going to give them that, and we can. The one thing. But. I liked about it as well that the dad had when he was at his desk. He basically he was like an executive assistant, even though they called him like a PA. That's what it personal seemed assistant, like. Yeah, personal yeah. I love the little like cubby hole slider thing that he had. I want one of those in my house. I don't know what for, but I just felt like that was super cool. And also, like obviously, it became an important part of the movie later. But man, that was super cool. I want one of those. Yeah, one of the things that I liked about this movie is when it came to the dad, and he's kind of a dick. You get to know that he's really kind of an asshole in search of this dream that he has for his kids, and he turns out to do some really shitty things. But you can tell that he's very intelligent, and it's crazy to me to look at here's someone that's very intelligent but they have accepted their quote-unquote lot in life because of where they are in society right and in his mind he's he's well and probably in truth he's lesser in terms of society even though he's educated and he's pretty intelligent so he creates this little window you're talking about with you could see they showed it later that he's got everything stacked around this window Mm -hmm. for his ability and obviously it's partly for his boss to talk to him through that, but he uses that window to spy on his boss all the time. So just watching that intelligence, that level of intelligence, and then using it to his advantage, I did like that about him. I just don't like what he does with it later for the whole thing, which... It was interesting how much the dad starts to mirror his boss. Like, I kept seeing that over and over where I was like, man, are you guys really that different? Because you've pretty much treated people the same way that he treats you. You've got your big fraud going on. He's got his big fraud going on. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. interesting how much, like, how this boss was painted as the villain. But then you watch the dad do the same things. And you're like, ah. But to the dad, he was the villain. Right. To to the dad, he was what you want to be. And that's what he wanted yeah. his son to 
So like we right. thought he was the villain because he point. was awful, but the dad didn't. Yeah, it's a, good it's a great point. I like that. Well, and I love that you bring that up, Ian, because it, there's a parallel too with later on you meet the politician and his daughter, right? So there's that same parallel. He treats he's got a fraud running, and in the behind the scenes, as politicians do, at least the dad of the the lady and I can't remember her name, but the the male politician there, he treats everyone like shit in behind the scenes, and then he's just like a politician, all friends smile and rainbows in front of everyone and his his daughter who seems to be the most kind-hearted person in this movie besides Addie's mother is kind of stuck in this problem but you do see that same parallel with so his two quote-unquote villains he has a parallel with both of them which is very interesting because he plays that part in front of the crowds he gets the the people in their building to cheer for his weird sculpture of their the god or whoever that was that they were doing the prayer at with the statue of liberty and then later on he gets them use daddy to get them to join to redo the slum into these big buildings for this guy so he's doing that same thing he's carrying that fraud and then he plays nice in front of everyone but then he he treats everyone like shit behind the scenes in the slum so it's it it's very interesting parallel that you bring up because it's on both sides of both of his villains. It's true. But then Addy, can we? This kid is what an the, actor, dude. He's the cutest little kid. He steals the show. Like he, every time he was on scene, I'm like just rooting for this dude. Yeah, he was fun. A lot of fun to watch this kid, and he just yeah. rips your heart out in the tough scenes to watch. Like Ugh. he's trying so hard to please his dad and do everything he can, and he gets excited about you know he, he's someone and he's moving through the ranks and people respect him and they fear him a little bit and they so to watch. This this kid just go through this to please his dad and make his dad happy man it's gut-wrenching at time because this kid just plays it so well i was thinking like as the show goes on he does a really good job at like in the beginning you think okay this kid is a genius you know and that's just normal later on in the movie you find out that he's a fraud right yeah. that he's not a genius in fact he's a slow learner and so i think this kid does a great job at that transition from i'm a genius to i have serious imposter syndrome to i'm having a mental break because my dad is putting so much pressure on me and i was like holy crap look at this kid go yeah going back to now knowing he was a fraud because of his dad one of the initial scenes we see him is in that classroom where he's like moving his hand around and the teacher just loses her blows her gasket and he starts talking about photosynthesis and why isn't in humans and then he has the audacity to she's like well go do a problem on the board and then he starts to like kind of smart mouth her and he doesn't end up doing it and is sent back to his seat but now knowing what we know about him could he have done he probably couldn't have done the problem that needed to be done because we know that he wasn't that smart he just said things to sound smart and it worked and he had the answers to the test but i thought that was really ballsy because now knowing that like the dude had supreme confidence at the beginning like he was like i don't care i'm addy and i'm smart to that point imagine that it shows again the the intelligence of his dad his dad knew people and knew how to work a crowd and individuals to the point that he could tell him when she calls your ass out and tells you to go up on the board, which she will, you're going to start this, you're going to say this and start this problem that she's not going to be able to solve. And you're going to be able to get out of it for him to be able to foresee that problem and know that his own society that well. I was so impressed with that, but you're right. It doesn't work without this kid selling it, which he did so hard at the beginning. The other scene I like this towards the beginning as well when the, or maybe towards the middle when they were in the administration office with the same lady that turned him down originally in 
in that school. And then to this point where Addy was super smart, but the teacher hated Addy because he was a smart mouth and everything. And, and that administrator is basically begging the dad to let Addy stay. And he got everything he wanted, like tuition, free food or whatever else came in there. And, and he was just like a, such a boss negotiator. And I thought that scene was pretty awesome. When he was convincing her to give him everything, he's like, there's this other school and they're not, and they don't care whether <laughs> I worship Ganesh or Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even have to convert. And then what did he say? He's like, and she's like, do you, do you, do, I don't know if she said, do you believe in Christ? Or he's like, and he just looked at her, he's like, I love Christ. Yeah. And that's, that was his only answer. <laughs> yeah. When his wife's looking at him, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> as he says it, because he just looks at her stone cold as he says it. Yeah. I wish I, I knew that in high school. I feel like I could have avoided a lot of talks with my bishop. <laughs> I love Christ. I love Christ. No. <laughs> a good non answer, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so Addy's just a lot of fun, but it does, it, it's heartbreaking when he, it killed me, the scene, so Casey came in and I was finishing up and she didn't watch it with me, but I told her, you need to watch this movie because it's her kind of movie. So I told her, I was like, I, I teared up when he's in the room and he's kind of started his breakdown and he's trying to memorize this speech and he, he keeps pulling all of these speeches that his dad has made him memorize over and he cannot put the one together because there's oh. just too much in his poor little brain. Dude, I teared up. I had such a hard time with that because I'm sitting there. Are you kidding me right now? For him to be that overwhelmed and overworked in his brain that he can't put even a sentence together because he's just got so much in there. It, it broke and my he heart. Like, his it pants. killed me. He's just like, yeah. What, what makes me so mad about the dad, right, is that his goal is to just get his son out of the slums, right? Yeah. He doesn't have to be a boy genius to do that. He can literally cheat his way all through college. You could cheat your way yeah. through college, get a job, and be great because it does education does not matter in the workforce. It only matters in getting a job. And once you have it, it is useless. <laughs> right? Unless. Unless, of course, you're going for like really technical stuff like doctors, lawyers, engineers, whatever. But the rest of us, doesn't matter. So the whole time I'm thinking like, this dude, this kid does not have to be a genius. He just has to be above average, right? Just A minus, B plus student all the way through college. It's crazy. And it goes to show to the extreme that he was willing to go, the dad, because he want, he didn't want, it's almost like he wanted to skip the third generation in his four generation model mm -hmm. because he was shooting so high for his kid to be this boy genius and do all these things to where he could skip and not have to do anything, right? He could be that fourth generation that doesn't have to work and just sits by a pool all day. That's how extreme it felt like he was taking it to that, to kind of skip to your point, Javier. He could have just been that I'm going to go get my job because I've cheated my way through all these education levels, get my job and then work so that the next generation doesn't have to. It was like he was trying to skip that to the extreme. Yeah. But the poor mom, it, it, the other one part that ripped my heart out is every time I'd see this mom, because she's so proud of her son in the beginning. Mm. And then she starts to notice little things about how some things are going on with the kid. And then later on, she finds out what it is. And of course, she just rebukes the hell out of this, the dad. Dude, and, for like days. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which oh. he deserved, man. What a, just what he did to that kid. Oh my god! Oh, dude. So the part where he's like, "We don't tell 
anyone our secrets. He's like, who do you think my best friend is? He's like, your mom. And I, did, I haven't even told your mom. And I was like, ooh, that that sentence should be a red flag for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But it goes to show that the character of the mom, the mom didn't care. She just wanted to love her kids. She just wanted to, you know, love her little family. She, you could tell she was happy, even though they were, you could tell they weren't in the greatest of circumstances, you know, financially and in their homes and things like that. But she was just okay with her family. In fact, she talked about the fact that I think the coldest line in that whole movie was when she tells him about the fact that her dad was going to give her to a pimp. And she, at that moment, said, I would have rather been with the pimp because he would have beat my ass, but he would have been a better father. I was like, get him. That's when you know you fucked up, right? Like, you're worse than a pimp. Like, oh. That's just hurtful. Yeah, that shit was rough. But I completely justified, like, just brutalizes this poor kid. Well, not just the kid, right? So his little friend, oh. Satir, or Satir, no, or whatever. Got her wow. with the sweets. God, he gets her. Yeah, he's feeding her the food, and then he just threatens her dad. Threat- I was just like, wow, wow. Talks about the fact that her dad slaps her a couple of times. Oh, my God, it was just so rough. And then goes after her dad later, threatening well, that's, his job. That's where we learn about Mr. Bob. That's true. Who gets drunk and he beats his wife and his kids. And he's like, do you know why he does that? Because he lost his job. He's like, your dad works with me and I could get him to lose his job. And do you want him to come home and beat your mom and you? I'm like, huh. That was the moment. Like I struggled with this dude's secret and keeping the secret and forcing his kid to that point. But that was the moment where I went, oh, this guy is a piece of shit. Like he just took it too far, way too far. What's funny. That wasn't the point for me. Cause like having lived in a third world country, I'm like, I get it. Right. Like, like, I mean, my family hasn't right but i've, no, I've yeah. been abroad and lived in these several countries and i know a lot of people in that situation i'm like i get it right like if if the only thing between your kids great future and staying in the slums is some snot-nosed brat i would have thrown her off the roof right <laughs> just been done with it but and, and i was kind of telling that to nicole i was like all he did was threaten her and she gets up she's like look me in the eyes and say that one more time I'm like all he did was threaten a little girl <laughs> Now I hear it. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to use that for my intro, Javier. (laughs) So if that wasn't what pushed you over the edge with this guy, what was it? Ah, what was it? Um, I I think... I think what really pushed me, pushed me over the edge was when Adi is giving that speech and he's just sweating buckets, mm-hmm. right? And he collapses. And the next scene, he's like, Adi's in his bed and his dad's next to him. And his dad's like, you're not fooling me. Why didn't you memorize the speech? He's like, fine, we'll just be done. I'll make an announcement that you're just a normal kid. You're not a genius. And we'll just be done with this. And he gets up and Adi's like, no, don't tell anyone. And he's like, no, we'll just be done. And you can go into the gutters like all the other useless children. And that I was like, okay, so at some point you don't give a shit about like Addy or how he feels or what he's doing in his life. Like it's, it's like uh, living vicariously through Addy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want him to be successful because you're not successful. And I have a problem with that. Like I'm all for going to great lengths to make sure your kid like has success, but like he wasn't, he wasn't doing that so that his kid would be happy or so that his kid wouldn't be miserable. He would do it so that he could basically be happy with himself that he's not a failure and actually his wife points that out he's like yeah. i did all of this for addy and she's like bullshit right? like, you did this for yourself <laughs> like so i think that's the part where i was like okay i'm not on this guy's side anymore <laughs> like i can't understand i can't justify this in my head anymore i get that like, that makes up like the biggest part from or the biggest problem with me is if this guy was as intelligent as he was i don't think he would have settled on a plan that like was hey we're gonna lie about you being a genius just for the rest of your life 
Like I didn't get <laughs> how he got that plan down and thought it was going to work. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't have to be a genius. You could have got great results of him just being a super smart kid, not a genius. Yep. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I can see that. We wouldn't have had a movie or a book. But I don't know that he was thinking that far ahead. I don't know that he wanted to. I think he was just, how do I get this famous son? Because then all he needs to do at some point, maybe it gets to the point where he doesn't have to go to school. He's just this genius kid. And they go, he's smart enough. He can do all this stuff at school. We don't need him to come anymore. Now he's just famous. And all you got to do is get through some speeches on occasion and be on, on the sidelines and plug some numbers into your phone. So he looks like he can do this little trick with math, right? He can do any math problem out there. That was my other problem. You're trying to, he's trying to be a science genius. Why are you making him a math genius? Well, it talks about at the end where the scientists were, and we're getting a little ahead, but that's okay because I think it's a good point to talk about where his boss, when he finds out and he gives them the out later for this little plot that he set up, he actually says in public on the radio to not use, not let mm-hmm. him do math problems anymore because that's a trick. But what it is, is that's what people want to see. I mean, let's be real. Let's talk about our social media obsessive out there, right? So there are people that take pictures and become famous because of the equivalent of being able to do a math problem, right? These prank, like I I see prank videos popping up all the time. And some of them I'm like, that's downright nasty. Like if you were my friend and you did that shit to me, I love you, but I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. I'm not gonna laugh. Oh, you're an asshole. You're gonna get your fucking teeth knocked down your throat. But these people make millions of dollars by pranking other people. That's the equivalent of what this math problem was. It was something that's simple and easy, but easy to see how intriguing it is so that people get, become a fan of his because this little trick that he does is novelty enough that people are like, oh, that's really cool. I can't do that, but he can. So that's why, I, in my opinion, that's why he was doing that, having him do it, because it was an easy way to get famous and for people to want to pay attention to what he's doing. Speaking of that, let's jump to the point where We've talked about Addy has this breakdown and now he's stuck because everyone finds out the boss. He gets his boss fired because of the boss fraudulently talking about microbes in space and and faking tests of these balloons that they sent up. And on top of that, they were working with this politician to build the new facilities, get them a place to live within those. And so they both find out that Addy's not smart. He's not a genius. He's just a normal kid, in fact, with a learning disability, it would seem, and certainly a hearing disability. And so now they're both still using him though. So he, they try to get the boss writes a letter and outs him to the politician. The politician says, you're still going to show up and he's going to do this speech or I'll wreck you. So you're going to make this happen. So yeah, we get to this point where poor Addy is set up to make another speech. And now the dad goes to the boss. They meet at this painting, which we find out that this photo that was in the beginning of the movie was actually Addy's dad and Addy's grandmother. And we find out that his dad did the same thing with his mother, trying to use him and his mother to get money and move up in social status based on this image from this famous photographer. So the story comes full circle, so to speak, to see that he learned this by being that person. Yeah, and at that point, the boss like softens up, where he explains like, my dad and my mom were dirt poor. This basically this National Geographic photographer came to our village, was like, I'll offer $10,000 to the best picture or whatever. What was crazy though, is that the dad, not Addie's dad, but Addie's grandpa had his wife lose like 10 pounds in a week or something. And and Addie's dad's like, I don't know how he did it, but all I do know is that she died like two weeks later. Along with his brother. Yeah. Unborn brother. I'm like, that is a heartbreaking story. So then he says the price of my education was my mother and my unborn brother. And so he's like, that's why I take this so seriously. So then like at that point, I'm like, okay, I can... Ah, see, like, is this just like 
first world problems for like first world privilege, right? Where like in mm-hmm. my head, like my number one priority is to make sure my son is happy and he feels yeah. loved, right? That's not everyone's number one, like like the hierarchy of needs, you know? Like some people are not at that point. So yeah. maybe I just don't understand because I'm coming from a first world country and, and like I don't have the same issues. Well, and I agree with you. And I, I do completely say that it is a first world problem. And it is, a, you know, and I would even take it as far as not even a first world thing, because I there are people in America that are probably at that point, right? There are people that probably here in this country, and certainly in countries that are considered first world countries across the world that have reached that poverty level or that lack of education, whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to put them in that bucket, so to speak, that are to that point where, like you say, feeling loved and feeling happy, it isn't the goal because that does, you can't spend that shit, right? There's no currency with that. That's not something you can do anything with except to brag about how special your life is to say, all I ever had to worry about was being happy and I felt loved my whole life. So I do agree with that. And at that point during this story, I had the same thought. I was like, one, I came to like the boss after he was ready to give him an out, even though he did it for Addy. And I love that the boss didn't, he still didn't give a shit about the dad. He understood that he went through a terrible thing. And like you, Javier, he understood that where his thought process was, but Mm -hmm. it was still about Addy. I think that line is the best line in the movie where he's like, ah, I I don't remember it verbatim, but he says, the angst that you feel is right, but your actions are not. Yes. I'm like, that sums up the movie super, super, super well. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a big part for me. And then we still get to see that the politician, he he puts Addy on the stage. And I did love this part. This is the other part that I kind of teared up for was when he says to his son, like he's he's freaking out. Addy's on the side of the stage, freaking out, calling for his dad through his earpiece, trying to get, you know, help me, dad, help me, dad. And then he's like, it's me. You're good. It's your turn. You get to say whatever you want. Go ahead and just speak from your mind. And Addy's walking to the microphone and pulls his earpiece out, stands in front of the mic and then says, I don't know anything. Everything I know my dad told me, I don't know anything. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not. It just ripped me to shreds Mm. emotionally. And then someone in the crowd says, what a humble child. And then he still gets the applause. Mm -hmm. And so the dad, and you see the dad's head go back. And in my head, I'm like, I want to say that it's because this man is proud of his son. Right. But in my head, I'm also thinking deep down, he just, the dad just won. He got his boss back. Right. And he's now the boss has gotten him out of this fake situation of his, of faking his child's genius, gave him an out to not have to do the little mathematical trick, but the people still think he's a genius and he's pleased this politician gotten the promise of the money. So he's won on both fronts that he thought he was going to lose. And so when he looks up and he's got tears in his eyes, I can't help but wonder, is it because he's proud of his son or is it because he won? His little gamble paid off. Well, I don't get the last scene in the movie. Like, can you guys explain this to me? Because I thought that was a super dumb way to end the movie. Am I missing something? Well, that, no, that's why I'm here too. I was going to ask you to explain the movie magic and what happens. So the scene you're talking about is at the very end, right? So they show that they've mm-hmm. moved to, yeah. and they go to a beach, a new state in India, and they're they're on a beach, and it shows the mom talking to the dad about Addy's test score, like a 56%. He's passing, and that's all they expect from him. Like it's he's barely passing, and he's average, and that's great. They love it. And the dad, my percent is well below average. Yeah, for him. 
him. It's passing. That's all that matters. So the dad's not speaking and all you see is the back of his head. So then the mom says, say something. And he looks at her and says, I can't deal with you. What's the line? Matt's primitive in. mind. I, yeah, can't I can't deal with you. Yeah. You primitive minds. I can't deal with you. And then walks away. The mother huffs and he walks away. And then Addy comes up to ask him, what are you going to do with Auntie Anuja's money? And so we see that again, he's won. He's gotten paid. They're living on a beach in a nice, nicer area anyway. To me, that line, it, it can go twofold, right? So either the dad's kind of cracked, like he's had, had like a moment where he's kind of losing his shit too, because he's gone through this really stressful thing. Or the other side, to me, I look at it and I go, eh, he might be planning something new. Because again, this is the man that had the master plan. We've seen that he's a great negotiator. He's a great talker. He's, he's intelligent, though he doesn't think clearly all the time. And he's probably not ever going to stop trying to better his family and his life and his kid, right? He still has his four-tier system. So to me, I wondered that moment could be him saying, sluttily, I'm planning again. And you primitive minds, he's thinking about a next step, right? That was my thought. With your theory of him being an unrepentant dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I think that molds me or that was molded. That theory was molded from the fact that when he, like I said, in that arena or that at the stage, when he looks up and he's got tears in his eyes, my brain just can't stop going. I don't know that that's a pride in his son. I think it's because he figured it out. He won. He got away with it. His plan worked. They're bettering their life. His son is famous, even though they're moving to a different place. So anyway. That was a really weird ending. I had to go back and watch it like three times because I was like, did that really just end that way? It was interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. Oh, I did. I forgot. One of my favorite parts is when she's having Addie and they talk about like the tradition of the wife just cursing out the husband while she's going through the birth. Got to bring that up sooner, but that that really made me chuckle. Tries to convince him because there's got to be like different like groups, right? And he's like, oh, I'm from this group. And he's like, I'm also from that group. I speak this language. Yeah, to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I love the part too, where in that same thing where he's he's justifying her swearing, and then he's like, "But it's only about the husband. Where we're from, our from our village, you can talk like that, but only about the husband." And then she immediately starts talking shit on his mom. <laughs> You, you son of a whore. <laughs> and the guy looks at him like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it was fantastic part. I love that, that part. That was a good segue into like, helping you learn that the husband's like a compulsive liar. Yeah. Right? He almost can't help himself, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, he'll literally do anything to to lift his status and have people view him in a, in a higher status from where he feels he is anyway. I did love, too, the part, and this is in the, the trailer, but it was even funnier in the movie when they're on the phone and they're looking through their the kid's Instagram account and he's talking about how he's got so many followers and then he's got so many likes or whatever. And then he asks the dad about, and I had to research because I don't know, but he's a famous Indian actor. Okay. He asks if he's following him and he's like, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part. I too. knew I was missing out on a famous like Indian somewhat. I just didn't know. Yeah, he's a famous Indian actor. I looked it up. All right, so we ready to rate this thing? Do it. Let's do it. All right. If you haven't listened to us before, we do rate on a, a zero to five scale. Zero being absolute worst movie you've ever seen. Five being an absolute gem of a movie. On that note, I'll go first. Again, guys, it's pretty obvious. I actually enjoyed this movie more than I had anticipated that 
I would. It's surprising because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be based on the trailer. It was much heavier, much deeper contexts, storylines The you know, the, the lessons behind this were really interesting. It actually made me want to learn more about the Indian culture. India itself, I was really intrigued by that. And, you know, how he would have, the dad would have gotten him to the point that he believed the way that he did and was willing to do the things that he was willing to do. And then it made me realize that it, it's not just in India. I think that takes place all over the world in every country. So I was really intrigued by the depth of this movie and the stories and the things that went on. I thought that little kid that played Addy was just a diamond. He's so fun. He was very, he's just charming. Every time he's on the screen, like I just loved watching him. He played the part so well. The acting was really good. Emotionally, a lot of good emotional moments, which I don't get from a lot of movies. So I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. It was a little slow. There was a lot of exposition. There was a lot of story. So it was a little longer than I needed it to be. I think, I think there was some places you could have cut some things down. There was some heavy parts that made me a little uncomfortable, kind of to Javier's point. Not enough to hate the movie, but it, I think there were some things that could it could have been cleaned up and refined and it would have been a better movie. Overall, I liked it. I'm going to give this movie a three and a half. I would watch it again, I think. I know Casey hasn't watched it. If she wanted me to watch it with her, I would. I, I don't know that I'd go out of my way to watch it again, but I would watch it with someone if they wanted to. So, Ian. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this movie just because I think half of it went over my head and that was my fault. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, especially we've talked about like the trailer was very misleading as to what the story was about. And I'm kind of glad that was the case because it gave me some expectations that were much lower than I um, <laughs> probably should have had and ended up enjoying the, the story a little bit more. Overall, I'll do 2.5. I'd say middle of the road. Like it was interesting. There's some stuff to glean from it, but it also isn't that like hit it out of the park type film either. Matson. So for me, I thought a pretty well acted movie, especially from the dad and the son. I thought their their interaction was captivating on screen. Addy specifically, as we talked about, tugged on the heartstrings, really showed the progression of someone that believed in his genius, but then kind of had the fall from grace from the pressure put on him by society and his dad. The story overall resonated for me. I thought it was, as you heard me speak before, an interesting just choice about a dad that wanted more for his son, but in reality wanted more for himself and what happened within all of that. So for that matter, to me, it's a solid middle of the road movie. So I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this again. But if, I mean, for some reason, someone said, let's watch this, I'd watch it. And I think I would be entertained again. I mean, was this movie a little long? Sure. But at the same time, there was no point in watching this that I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore because we've seen many of those movies. This was not that movie. So 2.5. Javier, bring us home, man. So I will agree that there are some pretty good acting and that's like pretty knockout acting. Yeah, there are those like lessons to be learned. If you're the type of person that needs to learn those lessons, you need to stop watching movies and you need to start seeing a therapist. <laughs> but like if you're the type of if you're like a shitty parent and you need to see what happens when you're a shitty parent, watch this movie. Knock yourself out, man. Otherwise, it's long. It's like a two hour movie or something. It's kind of slow. Honestly, I would have appreciated a movie based off the trailer a little bit better. Like this super genius kid and a quirky dad and a supportive mom trying to like figure out how to get out of the slums of India. Like I would have liked that better than what I watched. I'm going to give this a 1.5. It does have some redeeming qualities to it. I wouldn't recommend watching it. I'm sure if given enough time, I could find a better movie that has like similar values or like teaches similar things. So yeah, so I probably won't watch it again. 1.5. The acting's good. Everything else kind of sucks. Well, there's our ratings or verdict as it were. Make sure you join us next week. We're going to be reviewing the movie Shot Caller. It's currently on Netflix. You can watch it there. So join us next week 
for that. Max, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple, Ghana, Stitcher. Check us out on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking to tap into our spoiler-free reviews, check us out on YouTube. Awesome. And visit our website at whatsoverdict.com. Check out what's upcoming. See every everything we just talked about. It's all there as well. So you want just one place? There you go. Awesome. There you go. Well, and I keep forgetting about it but we do have an email address if you guys wanted to just email us directly we'd love to hear from you hosts at what's our verdict.com i don't know why we've stopped bringing that up but i think wow. there's just so many ways to contact us but certainly email us if you if you have questions you want to know about us send us some emails so we we love to hear from you we'd love to know what you want us to watch next and yeah we really enjoyed this movie and welcome to our influx we've had a lot of viewers i'm just gonna bring it up of indian listeners so welcome we appreciate it we did watch this movie because we were like hey check it out we got fans in india let's watch a movie from india and this one came up so reach out to us come to our website join our our mailing list we'd love to hear your thoughts on that topic though since we do have indian listeners and we love you guys if you guys could recommend a better movie <laughs> a movie like i don't feel like this movie accurately represents the types of movies that india can make so i'd love a better recommendation yeah we would love that so please as you're listening send those over all right guys that is our verdict we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you on the next one bye-bye now Bye. cinemagic out <laughs>